This is Lisa Testart and this is another episode in Surviving the Legal System in Australia with a Psychopath. We're talking about contempt. Now, in a previous podcast, we talked about contravention. Contravention and contempt, well, they're kind of siblings. Um, Contraventions are... They're used a lot in family law proceedings to get people to fly right, to get people to comply with orders, um, to right wrongs. They're, they're a useful tool for bringing to the court's attention the fact that people are parents and the other side, they're not doing the right thing. So they're a, they're a, handy, they're a handy way of giving a slap on the wrist to the other side. Um, as I mentioned in the earlier podcast, um, you can do a contravention or you can do an application in a case. Both um, serve um, an equal purpose um, and they're both civil procedures and um, balance of probabilities. Now, contempt. In every jurisdiction, there is contempt. doesn't matter whether it is civil like in family law, or whether it is criminal. Contempt in every jurisdiction is a criminal matter. Now, I said they were contraventions and contempt, they were siblings, and that's an apt description because they um, they both are about making uh, wrongs right again. But it's the but the difference between contravention and contempt is, like I said, contempt is a criminal matter. So when it's a criminal matter, the rules of evidence apply, and contempt requires beyond reasonable doubt. Now, I've had solicitors argue that I'm wrong when I say this, that contempt is uh, civil in the family law jurisdiction and that it's all balance of probabilities. Um, I have lawyers tell me a lot of the time that I'm wrong or they disagree with me um, or they don't like my interpretations. Well, I have two words to say, um, fuck off. I don't care. Um, I've been involved in a quite recent contempt case in a family law matter that ran for years. And it ended up with a 16-year-old child being kidnapped by a stepmother's Facebook group. We filed a contempt case against the other side for flagrant, brazen and deliberate um, um, breaches of the orders and a flagrant uh, contempt of the court's authority. There were a number of circumstances. The matter um, was 
Pettit and Fares, P-E-T-T-I-T and Fares, F-A-I-R-S. You'll find it on Osley. But I'll put the I'll put the relevant details in the um, podcast description so you'll be able to find it. So I know contempt really well and we were successful. We had four out of eight charges proven and while family lawyers want to tell me that I'm wrong, that contempt is a balance of probabilities, jurisdiction, they're wrong. Judges don't write um, beyond reasonable doubt in a judgment if it's a balance of probabilities outcome that's required. They just don't. So I may not be a lawyer, um, but sometimes I feel fucking smarter than a lawyer because when they argue with me and say, you're wrong, Lisa, and they do it publicly, well, I don't know who's the bigger idiot. Certainly not me. So contempt. Contempt. Why is it beyond reasonable doubt? Why do the rules of evidence apply? Because contempt is an indictable offence. It's not in the crime. I, I haven't looked if it's in the Crimes Act. But if you're at risk of going to jail, then it could be a summary offence. It's an indictable offence. You can go to jail. Now, my, my, my terminology may be a little off there because, like I said, I'm not a lawyer. But contempt... You have to write it as charges. Contempt is not a civil application. Contempt is not an application in a case. It is an application in a case. It's an application in a case for contempt. Um, But it's a standalone. It's a standalone case. It doesn't have to be done concurrently with a case that's open. Contempt can be filed at any time. Same as contravention. That's why they're siblings. That's why lawyers get them so confused. Contempt, because there is jail, the potential for jail time as an outcome, um, you have to be able to write charges. Writing charges is a skill that you need. Now, I have that skill because I learned how to do it. I learned how to write contempt and I learned how to write up charges. We were successful in getting four out of eight charges proven beyond reasonable doubt. And the reason why we failed on the others um, is because of the technicalities of dates and times. So when you are saying that something happened within this date and that date, If your evidence suggests that it fell outside that date but the evidence is still correct, you will lose on that charge because you haven't set the parameters of your charge correctly. So if you say that you, Joe Bloggs, the the defendant, that you sent text messages between the 1st of February and the 3rd of February to the plaintiff, then... Um, 
you must show that those text messages happened between the 1st of February and the 3rd of February. If they happened between the um, 3rd of February, between, say, the 4th of February and the 5th of February, and all the other facts of your case are the same, but it's just that the date range is wrong, you won't get up on that charge because your charge was written from the 1st of Feb to the 3rd of Feb and the evidence does not fit into the parameters of your charge. So you will, while you might have all of the evidence on your side and you are perfectly correct, the judge cannot find beyond reasonable doubt that those text messages were in that period. Now that's a very clear example and I know that most of you are going to go, what the fuck? That's just a technicality. Surely the judge can see that the text messages were sent. You just got the dates wrong. Well, these are the details that matter in a contempt case. If you don't get these details right, your case will lose. If you file a contempt case based on the civil process of writing contempt, which is um, lax and informal compared to this process, you will lose. So knowing when contempt is to be used and when a contravention is also very important. Now, when you have a kidnapping, well, that's pretty clear. But sometimes it's not so clear. Um, it's also very important to look at the Family Law Act it's in Section 112AP, which has a heading of contempt. So it has a section in the Family Law Act for contempt, and I'll put that in the notes. Um, but contempt is not a contravention, and contempt must involve a flagrant challenge to the authority of the court. Now, there are some issues of contempt that it doesn't consider as, con as contempt, and you can read that for yourself. Um, but you can be, if you are the recipient of a contempt charge, you can be punished by jail time, a fine, or both. The court may make an order for punishment on terms, suspension of punishment, or the giving of security for good behaviour. You are at risk of significant um, consequences for contempt. And contempt is very, very hard to prove in family law because most people don't know how to do it properly. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Contempt is criminal. It's not civil. If you write a contempt charge, you write a contempt application as a civil process, you will lose. If you write, if you try to do your contempt case without paying attention to the details of your charges, if you don't get assistance, you run the risk of losing. If you go have a look at Osley and see how many con successful contempt cases there are, I think ours 
was the last case that I can find. So I know a fair bit about contempt and about contraventions. And uh, I know how to write charges. So there you go. That's a bit of information for you. You have a nice day and keep listening.